I'm going to say the most hip-hop thing I've ever said in my life. Yeah. Could you turn me up in my headphones? Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you get my cans high? <laughs> How's that? Uh, Mike, can you talk? Yeah, I'm talking. Is that all right? Yeah, that works. <laughs> you, that, it is all right. That you're hey, Bruce, just let the bass line run for a little. I want to just feel the groove here before I start spitting <laughs> hot shit, okay? What are we talking about? <laughs> are either of you watching Rick and Morty? No. no. Oh, god damn. You guys are missing out. I know. I really want to, but when I can see oh, it, yeah, I'll be Oh, yeah. You gotta get Swifty. You gotta get Swifty in here. It's time to get Swifty. Uh-oh. You gotta get Swifty. Oh, yeah. Take off your pants and your panties. Shit on the floor. Time to get Swifty in here. Yeah, that, uh, that's what Rick says the all the time. I wonder what it says. Get Swifty. I'm Mr. Bulldog. Get Swifty. I'm Mr. Bulldog. Get Swifty. That's a rap he makes up to save the, the world. That's amazing. <laughs> get Swifty. I, I like that it's uh, essentially Doc and Marty. It, well, that's how it started out. Right. Uh, it's not like that necessarily anymore. Yeah. Oh. Well, no, no. That's uh, So uh, the other guy... The guy who's working with Dan Harmon, Justin Rowland, mm-hmm. he did a web series where it was like the continuing adventures of Doc and Marty. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I think he got sued. Right. So yeah. he stopped. <laughs> and then Makes Dan sense. Harmon's like, that was funny as fuck. We should try to do that. And I think Dan Harmon was like, I thought about trying to get the rights to that. And then I thought, why? <laughs> I'm just going to make up something. So, so you um, get Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty's amazing. I, I strongly suggest it. I'll right. try to hunt it down. Season I hear good two. things. Um, Adult Swim posted all to YouTube. Okay. Oh, for, fantastic. For free as far as I know. You know what else is good on Adult Swim? Black Jesus. Black Jesus is outstanding. <laughs> that's that's live action, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, and it's not for me. <laughs> Bruce. No. It's it's hilarious, man. I, I did, I, did I say no to you? I think you did. Yep. But like a like a good no, like a talk. good. Like a good guy with a woman, I don't take no for an answer. So. Like a, what? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> so you don't do any of the live action Adult Swim stuff? Uh, no. Well, uh, Children's so, Hospital is children, funny. Children's Hospital, all right. Uh, Eagle Heart, I can't recommend that enough. I like Eagle Chris Elliott. Yeah. And uh, I liked uh, NTSF uh, SDSUV. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very difficult to uh, DVR any of that. Okay. Because. Well, there's a lot of letters. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> there it is. But no, uh, uh, adult, adults, uh, Cartoon Network sucks when it comes to labeling things new or old. Okay. Yes. Oh, God, my, mine still records whatever uh, episode of Venture Brothers comes on. It's like, this isn't a new episode. Stop lying to me. No. It, I don't know if it's it's new to your DVR. Right. Exactly. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> like, uh, we have, we have uh, we're on DirecTV now. We've said it. Hey, record, you know, new Doctor Who's when they come out. Right. And it, it keeps just recording them all on Disney XD. Oh, nice. You're, you're eating up valuable space. Right. Can't you just uh, set it to record from one channel, though? There should be a way to do that. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I think it is awesome that Disney actually... It, is I, I shouldn't have to go out of my way to correct technology that I pay for. <laughs> that, in theory, engineers have been paid to correct this stuff already, right? Well, if it's Disney, then they're Imagineers, so there's a difference. So I think I think the Imagineers only make uh, pornographic <laughs> animatronics. Yes, pornographic <laughs> animatronics. <laughs> <clears throat> the <laughs> Imagine Penetrationers? 
A penetration ear? With oh, that penetration ear. Oh penetration ear. Yeah. Oh my god. What are we talking about this episode? I don't know. I've been recording for four minutes. That's outstanding. So, <laughs> are we technically in an episode right now, or is this a lot of cold open right we, now? We are foreskin deep. Foreskin deep. In session 24 of the Penetration Ear podcast. <laughs> you, <laughs> If you can imagine it, we can let you have sex with it. <laughs> I can imagine having sex with a lot of things. That's the worst part. That's what we're here for, buddy. Oh, that's so great. All right. Penetration here. Well, we're, we, we still got a special guest, I guess, with us, Bruce, even though I wasn't on the last one, but nonetheless. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do, Mike. Mr. Oh, so- you you kind of guessed it in the middle of the last one. Oh, when I text, when I sent you a message? Yeah. I, I devoted I, a good 60 seconds to, what the fuck, Mike? <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know what you were doing. Your Skype's up. What do you want me to do? I can't see it. <laughs> I'm slightly sighted right now. You're going to be riding the shit out of that for a while, aren't uh, you? Oh, yeah, for at least the I'm next I'm blind, time. motherfucker. <laughs> Legally, I probably am blind right now. That's the best part. And That's by not best, the best part. No, it's actually the worst. That's just my sarcasm. Scene. Okay. God, Mike. <laughs> I, I, I will not donate an eye to you. I'm sorry. That's just rude, man. I thought we were. Oh, I eventually I'm going to lose one too. You just my, my left one sees everything in red. You're see, you're just you're 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 <laughs> mad like, because you're going to look awesome as a pirate, and I will not. I, I do. I though I, got I a patch over there in that top drawer. <laughs> though you did tell me that if it's the left eye that wears a patch, that means you're gay. So I don't know. Why, yeah, I don't know how you want it. It's like with the earrings in the nineties. Okay. All right. yeah. <laughs> So basically, you just need to be really careful about which eye you get punctured. Yeah. Yeah. If it's, if you're really upset by you that. know about my left eye. No. Oh, it's like a rods and cones thing. Like okay. everything's red shifted in my left eye. Yep. So you have a hard it's time like, probably telling green and red apart from each other too. Just with the left eye. Yeah. Like everything's reddish. <laughs> uh, I, that's why I was worried about I couldn't see uh, um, 3D movies. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about but that. But actually, that has more to do with your eye alignment okay. hmm. than, than color depth. I know my, uh, my ex-girlfriend uh, had a lazy eye, and so, yeah, she could not watch uh, any 3D movies, and which does not bother me at all because fuck 3D movies. <laughs> yeah, she's not missing out on anything. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, imagine this just kind of being in your face. Well, there you go. That's all right. it is. So Robert Downey Jr. flying an Iron Man suit right in your face. That's all it is. I, uh, I watched... Uh, Parts of Iron Man two yesterday at, and? Uh, at at the YMCA. Okay. Yeah. It's better than I remember. Yeah, it's not terrible. Uh, it's I like, just I remember by the time I saw that movie, everyone told me this is awful. This is bad. Yeah. It's not that bad. As we've learned, as you guys learned with Fantastic Four last time, when people say it's the most awful thing on the planet, it really, it's really not. <laughs> like, because there's a pretty good standard for low. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> there is. I, I remember when I finally got around to seeing. Uh, was it X-Men 3, The Last Stand? Right. right. Everyone had told me it was crap. So by the time I saw it, I'm like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. yeah okay. It's not the, the best X-Men movie by any yeah. means, but yeah, not terrible. There are weird inconsistencies in it. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's that in like uh, people acting very uncharacteristically of each other. You know what I mean? It's just, it was, um, I, I, when you just, after X-Men 2, you're just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But I mean, then you go back and watch and you're like, okay. It's pretty decent, and you know, plus you get uh, Beast in it too, which was oh Kelsey awesome. Grammer, yeah. yeah, made an amazing Beast. I yes. would, I would watch just a movie with him. Yeah. I know, 
just him like sitting at a computer like going hmm pondering and like little quips that you're just like this is the best hour and a half of TV yeah. I've watched in a long picking time. up shit with his feet yeah <laughs> trying on different bow ties and suspender combination looking at pretty woman with Kelsey Grammer <laughs> as the beast as Julia Roberts character <laughs> so when he goes in, to put in a bubble bath, bath listening to uh, what the hell was the song she was listening to I don't know Never seen that movie. <laughs> You've never seen Pretty Woman? No. Nope. Everybody's seen oh, Pretty Woman. Larry it. Miller's in it. I know. <laughs> I just uh, listened to an interview with him uh, two days ago. He has his own podcast. Yeah. It's not very good. I wouldn't imagine. Okay. <laughs> he, he was honestly not a very good uh, guest on the uh, Never Not Funny podcast, which Ooh. is where I heard him. Um, Jason Alexander was in that movie, too. Yeah, he was. As a, a rapey. Yeah, he was kind of rapey. Ralphie still hates him because of him being in that <laughs> moment. Yes. She holds a vengeance. That's really for, specific. Uh, all of existence. Yeah. Ralphie holds grudges. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She was, oh, and Crichton screwed because I have a very short temper uh-huh. and yeah. Ralphie holds grudges. Right. So Crichton can learn to hate you in less than a fraction of a second. So that's why he was that way when I came in today. <laughs> no, he's just really like I told. We had a guy come over look at our piano. I was going to buy it, right. and Crichton just wilted like a flower in front of him. <laughs> it was like he went from being a normal kid to he was like the slightly slower brother than Rain Man. Oh, <laughs> like he just kind of just leaned over and looked at his own foot. That is your child you are talking about, sir. <laughs> well, he's going through this weird shy thing right now. Right. I don't. I don't get it. Like he's going to kindergarten and he. Uh, the bus will pull up in front of his house, to, in front of our house, to let him off, and he just stays there. <laughs> huh. So my mom's like, "Craig, you can have to get, get off the bus." Yeah, I guess. So he doesn't want to ask the other kids to move. Right. I don't. I don't get it. Huh. Um, so so uh, all damn day. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the uh, getting to know everybody podcast. That's what we're at right now. Eric, you reading any books right now, buddy? What are you reading? Anything uh, you want to talk about? The uh, only thing I've read recently is uh, Airboy from uh, oh. Pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, otherwise, I, I don't get a lot of time to read much. Yeah, I, I understand that completely. I did um, start reading a, uh, a book book, actually, on the recommendation of uh, Mr. Hughes here. Oh, which oh, yeah. one? Uh, the Boy Detective Fails. Isn't that an amazing book? It's very good. I'm not very far in it, but I, I do enjoy it. The boy detective fails. Does it have what is it, what is it about? Uh, it is about a, a sort of a, an encyclopedia encyclopedia Brown type character. Okay. Uh, who you know just him and his little sister and cohorts they they solve crime as children, and then uh, and then they grow up and everything goes horribly wrong because that's what happens in real life. Yes, yes unfortunately, yes. all your dreams are smashed and blown to bits in a matter of a second. So. Yep. Uh, I, I originally read the book because uh, Jackson Public, one of the guys that created the Venture Brothers, he he talked about it for like two years when he huh. read it, and it's kind of it's all about failure, yeah, and, and sadness, which is the Venture Brothers right. is, is yeah. all about failure and, sadness. and life, yeah. <laughs> well, um, so like I tell you, I I listen to um, a lot of interviews with Brad Meltzer, and uh, he does like these uh, ordinary people change the world books, you know, for kids and everything, and uh, one of the things that he was talking about right now is but the Wright brothers is that uh the Wright brothers um whenever they would go fly uh, try to fly attempt they would take enough parts to rebuild the plane three times which means every time they knew they were gonna fail yeah and uh, yet i mean you know i mean 
constantly at, at it. I mean, they were able to succeed and everything. So that's that's if, a positive. Try it eventually, you'll you'll accomplish something. Right. <laughs> Utter depression because of failing too much. I'm like, yes, I accomplished depression finally. Yay! Have you? Uh, I I know you you what you're kind of based out of the Arctic Circle right now, Mike. You're yeah. 17 and a half hours north of us, right? I think so. You know, it's an hour and a half, but yeah, that's hour and a half. Well, there. Yeah. So have you ever been to Deeds Park downtown? No. Across from the Dragons, Eric? Oh, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? yeah, I know what you're talking about. Across from the Dragons Stadium downtown, or across, okay. across the river from the Dragons. There's a park, Deeds Park. Okay. There's a statue of the Wright Brothers there. All right. It's hilarious because <laughs> I think it's – Orville, whichever one was the smarter one. Like, he's standing very heroically, like, looking off in the distance, hand up, like, we're going to fly. See the horizon? We will make her our bitch. (laughs) And Wilbur is standing there with a piece of wood. (laughs) Just holding it with both hands and looking at it. whittling it away. Like, I'm going to make an Indian. He's not even, yeah. (laughs) It's just that I like plank. (laughs) Plank is good. It's the most amazing statue because one of them is, I mean, he's triumphantly you know, conquering distance and air and, and you know, human mobility. Right. The other one's just happy he's not shitting himself. <laughs> I keep the pool inside today. It's inside my bowl. It's, I strongly recommend everyone go and see this statue. It's For every great man is, is his Lenny. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There is that. So I'm sure uh, Brad Meltzer, he has a slower brother or friend. <laughs> they help him along. <laughs> I want to see uh, the next season on uh, what's his uh, the the Da Vinci Code. What the hell's the name of History's Mysteries? History's Mysteries. It's uh, it's Brad and Teddy. <laughs> my brother Teddy. <laughs> yeah, the the brother who does not exist but is just locked in a cabin. These are the running gags from, right. uh, from the break-ins. Unfortunately, my brother Teddy. Oh man, Airboy. Hi, hi Justin. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, Since so going back to the whole flight thing, what's the uh, what's the premise behind behind uh, Airboy? Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. It is a. Sort of autobiographical comic about uh, writer James Robinson. Oh, really? Uh, working with artist uh, Greg Hinkle to try to come up with a image comic survival for the old Golden Age series Airboy. Oh, okay. And not being able to really wrap their heads around it. <laughs> um, and so basically they just uh, tool around... Uh, San Francisco uh, doing every imaginable drug and drink that they can, and eventually Airboy shows up to them uh, after an entire night of horrifying debauchery. Yeah, oh, awesome. And it is uh, essentially also about failure yeah. and what it is like to be a completely broken human being. The, the huh. comic, the, I've, I've only read the first two issues. Yeah. Uh, I think, doesn't the first issue start with James Robinson taking a shit? Yep. And talking to an editor saying, I really don't want to do the Golden Age stuff anymore. Right. I can be so much more. Yep. Because he did that Golden Age book for DC many that's, moons ago. That's kind of all I that's think I've ever known yeah. from. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Starman. Yep. And uh, JSA. Mm-hmm. He was on JSA for like only like a hot minute. No, I guess he did co-write with Jeff Johns for a bit, though, didn't he? Right. Because uh, Goyer helped him out, too. Yep. Yeah. And uh, recently, even, he did uh, The Invaders for Marvel. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So, yeah, that has pretty much been his shtick. Yeah. Uh, Modernizing the uh, old. Fantastic Four. 
Right. He, Golden he, Golden Age is pretty fantastic though. It's a, it's a pretty good book. Oh, they're all good. Yeah. Starman. Yeah. Starman's yeah. great. Great. Uh, I think I get the first three. Cuz he who do you work books. with? Tony Harris and then uh uh Peter um Snayberg. Yeah. I mean, fantastic artist to be on those books too, you One know. One of those is. Yeah. <laughs> Harris was awesome. Who? The, the, Harris was awesome. The, it, the second guy drove me crazy. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I've actually bought comics that I didn't know he drew and immediately ripped them up. <laughs> didn't he do The Mighty with Pete Tomasi too? And that book got a lot of uh, love yep. like, several yeah. years ago. Didn't read it because Peter Snayberg was strong. Yeah. I thought his art- artwork was uh, was okay. I mean, but this might have been more of the time where I was more into the writing and not so much the art of a book too. Cause Somebody there's... was inking him on Starman. Uh, I don't know. I've seen his artwork across different books, and I don't like it. I thought he blamed the anchor. Somebody with a G. Uh, Wade Grawbadger? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was the guy who was inking Tony Harris, though. So. Oh. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I mean, well, he may have he's like, anchor. He's like, oh, he ruined it. Well, he gave me shitty lines, so what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> By ruin, he means I inked him. Yeah. <laughs> I pointed out all of his faults. I tried to make the book better. If you thought he had good artwork, it was probably because I enhanced it. I embellished, <laughs> if you will, as the old saying goes, for the embellisher. Did uh, either of you read his run on the Fantastic Four? Yeah. James James Robinson? No. Yeah. You said it was really depressing to read because you just knew that it was ending. Yeah. Everything was working towards the inevitable conclusion of, hey, it's over. Um, <laughs> but you, you, it, you said it was pretty good, though, wasn't it? It was. It was good. I mean, James Robinson, he's, he's good. Yeah, right. He's a good I can't. I can't remember. I think Leonard Kirk did the art. I like Leonard Kirk. Yeah, because yeah. he did Captain Britain, right? With um. Yeah. yeah. That's probably my favorite Marvel comic in the last ten years. Captain Britain. That's a really good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who was the? Uh, who wrote that? Paul Cornell. Yep. yep. Paul Cornell. Yeah. That's that's one of those series I've always wanted to read because you talked about it to nonstop. And Leonard Kirk's a really decent artist too. Like, I mean, he's consistently like you know, he's a workhorse. That's what I like about him too. I, I met him once. I was a dick to him because I didn't know who he was. <laughs> uh, and I, I felt bad. Right. But I, I didn't know who he was. He was trying to sell uh, uh, Ralphie a uh, Green Arrow page. Huh. And she's like, I don't know. Is this a good price? And I'm like, I don't fucking know that guy. When did he work on Green Arrow? This would have been uh, when I went to Mid-Ohio with you and Justin. Oh, so he was probably doing it for Judd Winnick then, I imagine. Because that would have been like 07 or something like that, or 08. This is when he was trying to sell it. That doesn't mean that's when he drew it. That's right. true. But still, I mean, from like, what? That, that book uh, started in 01 or 02 with Kevin Smith. And it yeah. was continued on through with Judd Winnick. And, yeah, but I think, didn't Norton work with Winnick? Um, I think it's Norton did. Black Canary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Black Canary Green Arrow series. Okay. Yeah. So, Which wrapping is? Yeah, nice. she loved that book, right? Yeah. Huh. I, uh, I I am reading. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Eric. Go ahead. I was just to say, uh, Leonard Kirk also did a uh, eh, decentish run with uh, Peter David on X Factor for a while too. Oh, really? Yeah. Was that More, his new that, ones? Uh, prior to the all new X Factor, but you know, just before that original series ended. Right. Okay. They're like, oh, he so, hit over 200. By the way, we're ending the book and we're rebooting again. Yay! Yeah, and we're, and we're bringing in Gambit. What? <laughs> Wasn't that the last run? Yeah. Gambit, Polaris, Quicksilver, I think. That's uh, odd. Danger. Oh, danger. Oh, yeah, the, the, the room that walks like a woman. Yep. Yeah. The, Whe- <laughs> the Whedon character, right? Joss Whedon made it. Yeah. 
Well, he made her as a villain. Yeah. yeah. And then everyone's like, we're going to keep this around. Yeah, why? Because <laughs> metal dreadlocks look fucking sweet. Yeah, sure. That's right. Every room should be personified. Right? They're like... I want to see... The, the X-Mansion bathroom. Just walking around. How do we keep the... Hey, everybody, look at Shithole. Hey, Shithole, come over here and help us. And he's got, like, water dreadlocks hanging off of his head and everything. They're turds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to see the next men book. It's it's Shithole, Maggot, Marrow... <laughs> the who's who's of any, the slaughterhouse. Any X-Men who can pull something out of or off of their body... And throw it at you. <laughs> that should totally be one of the new uh, post-Secret Wars reboots. It's a Jeff Lemire book. Right, yeah. Aww. <laughs> that's what the Amazing X-Men's gonna be. It's like, it's amazing and that it's like, it, the run, the first run's called titled The Shithole. <laughs> it's amazingly sticky. Oh, Is that's it? gross. I'm looking forward to seeing the hip-hop variant for that one. <laughs> Are they doing hip-hop variants? Mm-hmm. What? What? Oh, yeah, uh, November, like, all the Marvel books are going to have a, uh, a, basically a tribute to, like, some hip-hop album. Uh, Is this covers. some sort of straight-out-of-Compton type of, they're like, oh, that movie's making money! Yeah. Uh, we the, need Eazy-E and Deadpool! It was announced before Straight-Out-of-Compton came out, but, oh. you know... Probably in lieu of, so... Right, yeah. Um, I mean, was, uh, I think A-Force is actually doing the, uh... NWA straight-out-of-Compton cover. Where it's, like, all of them looking down at the camera and everything. Yep. Do, do yep. you think that falls under parody? Oh, absolutely. Okay. That's uh, um, Jason and I were actually discussing this the other day. Is Reginald Hudlin going to sue Marvel now? Uh, Woody? I don't know. He seems to be the, the voice of, of black publishing. I don't know. What is that? I know Go ahead. Dennis Cohen is doing one of the covers. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, it actually uh, it was weird because he's doing... I can't even remember what book it is, but it's got Iron Man fighting a guy. Is Larry Stroman involved? Uh, no. No. One of the other black comic book artists. Uh, there's Sanford Green is doing oh, a couple of them. I want to. Okay, I, we're going to run a little long on this one, but you were talking about you've been reading Airboy. You really like that. Yeah. I've been reading uh, Sanford Green's Runaway miniseries. Okay. The Battle World, whatever. Okay. It's yeah. completely irrelevant and it'll be forgotten in a second. I love it. Does it? It has Sorry. nothing to do with the Secret Wars, does it? It does because it takes place in like the Doom Academy. Oh. It's like Jubilee, Cloak and Dagger, uh, Molly from Runaways. Uh, who else? Bucky is in it. Interesting. Um, like it's Winter Soldier Bucky or like the Rob Liefeld lady girl Bucky? No, Winter Soldier. Okay. Bucky. okay. I, Rob Liefeld. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's really good. Sanford Green's good. I, uh, a woman wrote it. I can't remember who, uh, who wrote it. And I don't want to click to find out. I'd look um, on my phone of the picture you sent me, but I couldn't read it if I wanted to right now. So there's that too. <laughs> Jesus, now i got to click, Mike. i got to read everything to you. Mike, you're you're on Skype right now with me and Eric. I'm not sure if you can see that on the screen. What? I, I can. See. We're we're doing something. I thought these were voices in my head. So weird. <laughs> Are you on pain medication? Oh, uh, oh yeah. I'm totally on Vicodin right now. Okay, because the conversation we had earlier. Yeah. Yeah, we pretty much had that exact same conversation yesterday. Well, you know, cut me some. I literally had been out of surgery for like four hours. Oh, but you laughed at the the same points. It was awesome. Okay, so no, <laughs> Noel Stevenson wrote Noel this. Stevenson. Okay, and it's uh, it's Jubilee, some character that was created for it called Santa, Pixie, Amadeus Cho, uh, Del Delphine was one of the kids from uh, the the Runaways uh, book that uh, Mellon Kevin Mellon wrote. Whatever. Uh, Scar, Son of Hulk, yeah. Molly from the original Runaways, Cloak and Dagger, Bucky, and then uh, Valeria. Hmm. Uh, 
you know, from the Fantastic Four. It's, I really like it. How um, many issues is it going to be? I think it's it's four. Okay. I don't know if the fourth one is out yet, but Sanford Green, I he's a good artist. He's one of those guys that I followed on Twitter. He's never worked on a book that I've cared to look at. Right. Yeah. And as soon as I saw he was doing the Runaways, I'm like, man, I, I've want I've always wanted to read something by him. And right? you are Runaways, but I I had no idea who the hell wrote it. Hmm. Um, it's some. I, I looked her up now that I'm, I saw her name. I remember she uh, she's worked on some sort of web comic. Okay. Nimoni or something like that, and that's that was her claim to fame. I got you. That's that's what got her foot in the door. Like Cameron Stewart's uh, one that he did for online before he started getting big work. Oh, is that he came from the world of web comics too? I'm pretty sure that's where he really put his foot in the ground because I think his web comic won a couple Eisners in it for, for a few years in a row, and then in. Uh, and like then he started getting like regular work with Grant Morrison and stuff. Well, let's let's take a break right here, then we can come back. And we can talk about web comics. Okay, Is that fair. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Let me let me stop this file and see if it actually recorded. <laughs> New song, Swifty Double X, Swifty song coming at ya. It's the Swift Swifty. Hey, take your pants off. It's Swifty time today. 